Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Uh, we've got Luke Thompson. Alright guys. <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. everyone. Uh, Stu Hall. It's a comedy button here today. Yeah. Hello, by the way. There we go. Rocking the beard, Adam Price. One's your. Is it because it's winter? He's got a bit of a Yeah. I just need the hair now. I don't know that. I think even to get in there though. There's, yeah. there's some product. I can in see there. James Henry. I'm surely, I'm, in I've your... surely surpassed Tommy Rowe for haircut quality. So next step is Richard. Oh, I can't even say Richard Stevens. Like near anyone can. No. So literally, there's only James Henry left. Perhaps. Let's all take a minute to. Siggy's making a comeback though. <laughs> so you got Siggy to compete. Yeah, yeah. Really looks at me for the yeah. Siggy thing then. Well, yeah, I see. I see the James Henry in that. There is yeah. there is definitely doppelganger uh, style there with James Henry. I'll take that to the back. Who, who takes best hair in the world, Craven, when Siggy officially returns? Does it naturally go back to Siggy, or does he has he got to really fight it off from James Henry? Um, I mean, you know, if if Stone Cold Steve Austin came back to WWE, he's probably come back now. I've just said that, hasn't he? Already? Uh, not really. No. Then you know he's he's got to be Intercontinental Champion just straight away, hasn't he? <laughs> Give me the belt. Yeah. So I think Siggy just you know he just takes his, his crown. Why would you why would you lower his belt? Why, why, why the instinct? Well, it was the first one that came to my head, the Intercontinental. <laughs> Not like Cruiserweight, just bring that back. He wouldn't be Cruiserweight then, would he? Hardcore champion, maybe. <sighs> did, he, did he do a European at one point? Yeah, the British Bulldog was European champion for a while, wasn't he? Him and Owen Hart, the hardcore fight in the sky. You know, at the start of the season, we did a poll, uh, a survey with feedback for the podcast, and the one standout thing was, can you stop talking about wrestling? So for the next 20 minutes, we're going to dedicate it to... Uh, be more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. It's a good pay-per-view. Oh, did you watch it? No. no. I just saw clips on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who's in wrestling nowadays. Throw me some names and I'll tell you. Ravishing Rick Rude. That's what I was thinking. No. Three more. Go on, three oh, more. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, okay. John Cena, everyone knows John Cena. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's probably in there. A bit part-time. Mankind, is he still in there? No. Legion um, of Doom? Mm-hmm. No. Tatonka. <laughs> Papa Shango. Oh, what a rip that. <laughs> Papa Shango. Just imagine people just scroll, skipping through this off the <laughs> When are they going to stop talking? You know who's like, you know on Friday, Will in all baths? Will in all baths? Yeah. Tatonka? No. He, actually, Tatonka was... Rest, I'm sure Tatonka was wrestling in the Midlands about a month or two ago. Ted DiBiase. No way. Was he the Million Dollar Man? Well, in all that's Friday. Well, this, this is about Thursday. Frankass Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on to uh, football things then. Uh, we're going to talk about the game against Borough and preview the game the weekend against Blues. But first, the injury news. Courtney Horse is out for up to six weeks following his injury at the weekend. That adds on to Newer Dicko. Ebanks Landell, Van der Parra, who's now also out injured with a knee injury, and Dominic Oof is a date for the weekend as well. Let's talk defensive crisis. It's Everything is falling apart at the seams. We have literally got three senior defenders left. We, we can go to forever about Richard Stearman, so let's try and hold it back <laughs> as much as we can. Um, <laughs> what do Wolves do defensively now? Because this yeah. is um, ridiculous. I, I dare say what's going on, because we know what's going on because people are injured, but... It's come to a point now where we've got three senior defenders and you couldn't reasonably pick a defence for uh, for Saturday lunchtime. It's going to get to the point where, I think it'd be like Saturday, like Connor Cody, centre-half, which mm. I'm thinking that's, that's a recipe for a but he actually played, disaster. He played better in defence than he did in midfield. Who, was it Graham last week who was saying that Connor Cody was actually yeah, a centre-half? You have to mention he was a centre-half at Liverpool, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you've not played there for five, six years... It, 
it's completely different, isn't it? You know, it you're not going to turn up and go, right, lads, I've got this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think for a club of our size to to be in such a position, it's criminal. Mm. You know, we a professional team shouldn't be. Okay, yeah, yeah, you do get unfortunate with injuries at times, but to have three fit senior defenders for a team in the championship, I just—it's inexcusable. But we're only professional on paper, though. That's the problem. <laughs> There's nothing professional about Wolverhampton well, Wanderers football for about all. But it does give young Des Land an opportunity, mm. which spoiler I did put in my uh, one to look out for. And the uh, fancast predictions at the start of the season. Where exactly would he play? Because he's being a left back. He's yeah, he's got balls positions. Got goal yeah. so. he, he said, "I'm sure I read an interview. That he has he has played centre back before." Oh. So oh, you know, he's next to. So you <laughs> find out with Cody for the third favourite position of their career. <laughs> yeah. to play centre back. It's like Sunday football. You know, when you're struggling for a player, so you ring what he makes out of bed, and then the manager like, "Where do you play, mate?" Well, you can play anywhere, you know. And then you play him centre half, and then. That's exactly yeah. what it's going to be. Do you wonder someone else's name? Say, <laughs> yeah. Is it not feasible to somehow play three at the back? We don't <laughs> and yeah, Don't Goldborn and Bart. Is that such a ridiculous notion, or could it be done? But it could be done, but I wouldn't like well, to see the outcome. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Burn, Burn was a wing back at Swindon two years. But ago. But then you're playing. You'd have to play Doherty and, and Goldborn as like centre halves along the middle. Which, or oh. could you not somehow create the new formation of one three two three one with Danny Bart the one to the goalkeeper, <laughs> and then all, a, all we need, and then a Danny three Bart. protecting Danny Bart? I mean, it, it, just the conversation is, is ludicrous, <laughs> but it's it's that, reality. That's the picture yeah. we're in. You know what I mean? It's like we're all laughing and joking and, and coming up with with mad formations, but it's it, it, it could you know if it happened mm. at the moment, you wouldn't be like. I mean, you wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you wouldn't be shocked, would you? You'd just be like, "Oh, wolves that." Yeah. It's. I mean, I've just all out attack. That's the, the only I, way. It's, I, it's. It's. It's just hard to describe that we've let ourselves get into such a position because the, the fans saw it coming as soon as we called it the summer, didn't we? The, yeah. A lack of defence. We all called it. And then as soon as Steeman was sold, what was the first thing get the mouse fan mouse fans mouth? You know, what if we pick up a couple of injuries? We could see it a mile off, and you know, obviously, Jackie's not that stupid. That and, and his team, you know, they would have seen it a mile off as well. But to actually do nothing about it, but then if to get rid of Steeman and bring in another experienced defender who are at a premium, at a premium, of course, what's that say about Steeman? Why, why then sell the guy who's won all these awards the previous season? Are you almost saying that Steeman's not good enough for this club? That's why we brought this guy in. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless we brought someone in, everyone went, Whoa, yeah, look at this guy. I mean, it's just a dangerous game, isn't it? Planning your season with five senior defenders, is that what we would have had? Oh, Goldburn, Doherty, Baffy, Banklandl, of course. Are you kind of injecting Banklandl, though, really? Because you know, you had half, you had, you would have run half a season. But, I mean, it's still, that's five senior defenders. When you're playing four, you know, you're an injury or suspension away from, from the bare bones, mm. which, being a defender... Chances are you're going to pick up at least one suspension over the season, so it's I, I just don't I don't know what the thinking is from from the powers that be in regards to the defence. I mean, there's been not much talk about 
strengthening either, as they? Well, Wolves have said they are trying to get someone in on loan um, quickly. And by the time this podcast goes out, maybe that Wolves have put someone in, which will be quite annoying because that seems to always happen when we do a podcast. Does anybody off the top of my head know of anyone that they would think, you know what, I wouldn't mind this guy coming on loan? Because I can't really... I've seen Mike Williamson's name being bandied around with Newcastle. Uh, I've never really rated him, but beggars can't be choosers, really, can they? But that's another thing. Why would the state there in? Why would they let someone like that? I don't get? think he's playing. Exactly. That's the problem. I yeah. still think if something like Mike Williamson was available, I would. He'd be the best. I would, I would. I would definitely take him. To be fair, but then I mean, you're asking them to come in for what and play what three, four games tops before, hopefully, and I offer his back or. Hmm. Ebank stand well. Ebank stand probably a bit longer on with his injury. So I often was saying four to six weeks, aren't we? So yeah. hopefully, he might be back for sort of December. So that's the whole of November. So you're asking them to play four, four, five games tops, and then we send we send them back. So, yeah. but if we if we mentioned it, if Williamson is a kind of guy, and I, I, one of the lesser defenders who's not playing at the minute has been mentioned. I forget the name scouts you right now, but I think that if they're if we, we can get them, then, well, obviously we clearly need them, so we'll go and get them, but there's no, nothing concrete has, has, has come out at the moment. And I could be making up a name completely, but is that Leicester Stavender, someone like Alcatraz or something around that name? He's not like Leicester, is he? He'd never get in. Was that the former Wigan? <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, I'm probably making that name up. He's played for Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. Is it Everton, isn't he? I'm sure he's at Everton. We'll get sound by saying, yeah, we've tried, we've tried our best. Our best is not good enough. People are not willing to give us. It's going to be the same all always every single time we have these kind of problems. They are good. They are good for a stock statement, aren't they? Yeah. Balls. Just bring, the, bring the one out from last summer and the summer before and the summer before that. You know they've just got to go out. It's got to the point where they've literally just got to go out and get someone. In. But that's me. Are people just going to accept? We're in such a desperate situation. It doesn't matter who it is. If we bring them in, we bring them in. You just got to accept the situation. They just, they just need to grow a pair. If that's if they're seriously listening, no, to I what, don't mean what I mean fans. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. This is what I mean. Everyone, I'll, I'll react to it. Every single minutia of everything mm. that happens at the club. So, so you just need to grow up. Sometimes the state we're in at the minute. Mm. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I put it on Twitter or not, but this that performance on Tuesday, Wednesday, was as bad as when we got relegated last time. Mm. And it's more than feasible that it can happen again. That we can't really can't be Tuesday about anything like that. Casper Hawks. It'll come back in now. And no one can say a word. But, I mean, going back to sort of blues and defence, on a serious note, what can you see the team being? Well, the defence being? In seriousness, if we don't bring anyone by Saturday, it'll be the same defence that ended the game. You think Conor Cody will start? I think Cody will go back. Yeah, Yeah, I can't see how else. Desandes will be on the bench. He has to be. Mm -hmm. He won't put any of the kids on the bench. It's got. It's, I can't unless he plays three at the back, like I kind of said before. I can't see how he's going to do it unless he plays Doty in the middle. <laughs> see, I, I don't suicide. Yeah, you know. I think if I offer hadn't well, Ifor could still play. He's a doubt. There is a possibility that because I offer's also been touted as a centre back, he'd probably play Ifor in the middle. But I wouldn't want to play Ifor in the middle. But then you'd have Ifor on the, the left hand side of defence because yeah. Bath wouldn't move, which has been the problem before with. Um, Ian Sunder when he had to move for Bath in the first mm. place, and when Steam when he played with Steam and he was superb at the end of last season. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> he started. He started out as a centre half, didn't he? I offer. Mm. Yeah. It's just that he clearly has the attributes and athleticism of being a right back. Mm. 
So I don't know whether we'll get some lazy runs from him out of centre half if that's where we're playing. But um, like a young Rio, Guardian Lescott-esque, when he was more agile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, defender crisis is probably going to last as long as we till we bring somebody in or somebody recovers from injury quite quickly. Uh, we'll see what happens. So on Saturday, Wolves made it three consecutive defeats with a 3-1 home loss to Middlesbrough. Dave Edwards uh, set up the scoring initially, but then goals from Fabrini, Lebita and Downing gave Middlesbrough the win. Um, before we kind of go into goal analysis and stuff like that, um, some people said after the game that um, for the first six minutes, Wolves actually played, you know, all right. And it was you could have seen it as one of those games of how did we lose that? If... There hadn't been all these previous results and the fact that we've got a bit of a defensive crisis. Could you have actually said of that game that it was just a defeat, chalk it off? Is it because of what's been going on recently that people have kind of perhaps taken it far much out of context as it was? Or was it just that poor? It was better than the, the Wednesday. Yeah. Because we're not even talking about that. No. No. It was So it was an improvement on Wednesday, which wasn't difficult. Were men in black erasing that out of our minds? Let's talk at a borough. I know what you mean. That it was it was much improved. Yeah. But except Jeff Price didn't start, so no price, no points. Mm-hmm. We did play okay, and but it was just a kick in the teeth that first mm. that nonsense again. And I don't think Martinez was at fault for that. I think Danny Bath got turned way too easily, and he had his back. Yeah, he's back to goal, he was shepherding him perfectly fine. Then he, if you watch it again, he, he seems to sidestep at the cross. And Fabrini just hit it. And to me, it looked like Martinez was wrong footed and he, he tried to claw it out. Mm. And it, because I was in, back in the pool, I after the match, and they said, one of the guys who sits in the North Bank said he went under his arm. And I don't think no, it's, it was a good yard away from him, wasn't it? Yeah. I think when I watched it on the, on the Sunday morning, it looked like he was reaching that far across that he was trying to claw it out but mm. I don't think he had any blame towards that really but it, it was just a, a sucker blow because mm. we had been playing relatively well-ish mm. up until that point and it just not the stuff in our us and then from then on they looked like they could have scored every time they went forward and Borough hadn't scored in three games previous to that as well of course which is always the wall well you know way. you need a goal or you need points yeah. we'll gift wrap it for you when you come to Molyneux if you need it do you not think it's a bit 2013-14-esque that we're conceding and heads are dropping and we look like we've had every ounce of confidence sucked out of us, which is a concern for me. Would you say it's 2012-2013? Which is the season we went down. Yeah. Okay. Would you say it's a bit 2012-2013-esque <laughs> how we're conceding and then heads are dropping yes. confidence yes, just looks shot, which is... A massive concern. Which is surprising given the fact that before the, again, it's international break, before the international break, McDonald signed his deal, everything seemed to be working. And now all of a sudden, a couple of defeats, it's gone back to that again. Uh, Edwards' first goal, well worked goal, seemed to, well, he, 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 that typifies Dave Edwards, that was that goal, yeah. just arriving at the right time. Fourth goal, I think it was, it was <laughs> a rare foray forward, I don't think that goal ball got forward that much mm. in, in the game, so it was a rare. Venture forward for him and uh, great cross. Edwards just does does what he like, does what he loves to do. I mean, I I've knocked him a bit over the years, but I, I'm, I'm he's warming I'm warming to him now <laughs> ever so slightly because um, especially at this level, he's, he's he's always there with his well well time mm. runs. So 
I think Afobi was quite close to getting on the end of it as well, but I mean Edwards was making his well time runs behind and yeah, I think it's a well, really well worked goal. We do seem to miss him so much now. It's ridiculous when he's not in the team. Those, you know, corridor uncertainty, those late mm-hmm. runs, it just and this hard work and his, you know, Ethiopian Dave kind of style with me. <laughs> you know, we, we joke about it, but, you know, when, you know, we we do miss it. It's it, it, this is someone who only two or three years ago has probably been ridiculed. People are like, why have we still got Dave Edwards? Now, if he's available, he's one of the first names in the team. Sure. He can only play in that position. That's the point. When he when he was shifted off to the, on the left hand side at the start of the season to replace Sacco, with a great headline. Or even when he was in the middle two with yeah, Donald, it mm. just it just doesn't doesn't work. Then it doesn't work. And he has and he has creative freedom to roam mm. in a special day way. And when he's doing that, he's superb. And then the Fabi can actually play up front, which is what he's supposed to be doing, and not sacrifice. The no start for Price, which we've talked about, we've seen no Price, no points. But for that first hour, something was clicking with Cody McDonald, surely? Well, it must have been working. It was working to a point that Cody nearly got sent off and probably should have been sent off. Because mm-hmm. even though McDonald was playing deeper, Cody was chasing around after everyone and doing the hassle and harassment that Price normally does. But then you got two players sharing Price's workload. Why not just leave Price there? Why have to mess with things? That's, that was m- my point about it all. That you, she, because his face doesn't feel. And I said it might be because he's, Jackie's done it every single year. Maybe just because he didn't sort of sign him, he, he don't fancy him. That's all I can think. Why? Because everyone else seems to think well. Put Price in there. Everyone, the defense, however bad it is, is better when he's in front. Mm-hmm. So, and then he's going to be forced into it again, and then he'll be back in the middle. It does come to a point where you think we price. Has something happened off the pitch? Because on the pitch, like you say, he performs. It, it, it changes the team so much, and then it makes him. If he's starting Cody, which I guess I know he signed him, and does he need to give him game time? But it's quite obvious that Price is performing better in that position. He keeps using the, the excuse of he, he chooses to have a more battling midfield than middle of the park, which is fine, but when he gets to the point where he's, all, he's getting sent off, where he has only been sent off once, mm. it very nearly happened again in Middlesbrough. To what cost do you want that battling midfielder? Where you, you could have Jack Price in, who's he start, he basically starts all our attacks, doesn't he, Jack Price? Mm. Uh, he's a safe, solid player. So really, we want, we want some points. So we want Jack Price in our team. <laughs> <laughs> and we want it now. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, on, on, when he came on Tuesday night, on Wednesday night, he, he, was man he, of the changed, match. he changed the game, didn't he? He was yeah. man of the match and he was only on for half an hour or so. Hmm. It was ridiculous. And it is ridiculous until he's back in the team. <laughs> uh, Midsborough obviously equalised uh, with uh, Fabrini and then the penalty. Stupid. It was, was it a penalty? Yes, yeah. it was. Okay, and explain why. Why was it a penalty? I think it was fair inside the 18 <laughs> Well, that's a simple reason. <laughs> Someone else can provide a more Gary Neville style, you know, <laughs> deep analysis. Because let's, let's stop it here. Watch where his leg is. <laughs> Nathan Burns suddenly decided he wanted to emulate Eddie Gordo from Tekken 3 and completely just hack him down for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Nice little Tekken 3 I mean, there. Fair play, you ran about 20, 30 yards to put in that awful challenge. He really, really, really ran quite, quite fast, and you could tell he was. I mean, what time of the game was it? About seventy fifth minute or something. So I don't know if he was, don't know if he was tired or something. But he did, he did run quite a long way to completely <laughs> swipe the legs. He just nailed him. him. He, 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 he was one of the things that you see on Twitter, the Sunday league football. Mm. Think, what are you doing? Where, where's your brain gone? There's no. He won't. He won't like he was going to be last man. Yeah, you take the sending off. Mm. He was going nowhere. The ball was probably going out. And I'm, he, I'm sure he nearly gave away a penalty on in the game because I remember him. 
same sort of scenario, and it was coming into the middle, meeting the Middlesbrough player, but because Burns so lightweight, I think he just bounced off the Middlesbrough <laughs> player, and the Middlesbrough player stumbled and carried on. If that was anyone else, it probably would have been a penalty. So he probably fancied his chances again, Burns, and then he took, he took him all this time. Right? How many penalties have we given away? Well, this, this is the point I was going to come to. My calculations, or by the fact that I've added up penalties, have shown this is the fifth penalty already that we've given away this season. What, what is... Can anyone give it out? Like me dare saying, can anyone give an answer to that? But that's, you know, that's an excessive amount of penalties in what, 12, 10, 11, 12 yeah, games like a season? Many. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's you shouldn't be giving away five a season, really, should you? No. Come on, five in the first quarter. Mm. <laughs> and and if, if you look at the penalties, none of them have been really debated. Well, okay, maybe um, the one at Derby. But all the others have just been Star Wars. No, I think that the one at Derby was. Do you think Star Yeah. I don't know about Star Wars. I think, I think, you, I think if you're going to do that, if you're going to block someone off like I mean, you're asking for trouble. I think the one at Derby, you've seen them not given. Whereas the rest, you've got. Bolton was an obvious. Oh, one. Well, that's the worst one I've ever seen given away. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, Hall, what was Hall's penalty? Um, it was, wasn't it Hall's a block or something or a push in the box? It was from a corner, wasn't it? Yes. 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 Um, so they're all like schoolboy mm. petty. There's Brighton as well. They had a penalty. Then we remember Brighton's foul. Go in your mind, Palace, and <laughs> rewind it. We'll say it was no. debatable. We'll say it was debatable. But yeah, I think penalties. It's it just shows the 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 inexperience inexperience of the football decisions that have led us to have this, this team of children. To the back, <laughs> <laughs> which is kindergarten school. At, the, at the end of the match, someone rings a bell. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> you all got detention. Stay back. A uh, burn started at the weekend. Burn baby burn. How, apart from the penalty thing, how did he do in general? He burnt out. Hmm? I don't think he was very good at all. I didn't. Th- I didn't see anything there that he warranted the start over James Henry. Put it that way. I, 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 I know he's fast. He was. We were told that straight away, and that was quite evidence. But as far as using the trick to get past the player or something. I didn't see anything like that at all. I didn't see much end product either from... Perhaps more of an impact player, someone to come on last 20 minutes at yeah. the moment. In, at Fulham, Fulham away, he was great in the first half. And then he was took off and then Aljo came on instead of him. And he's still really quite young, so mm. he might not have the legs, however silly that sounds, for 90 minutes. And he has been playing in League One, not mm. the Championship. So... To expect him to, I mean, he's been here what a month and what, six weeks, something like that, mm. to step up and play ninety minutes. It might be a bit too far. So, do you know, say if you was unemployed, say for about three months, and you got a job, could you say, "I got the legs for thirty-five hours a week, mate. Can you just ease me in, maybe twenty-five? Well, I just think it's a poor excuse not to be able to have the legs for ninety minutes oh, when right, you're okay. a professional, professional athlete yeah. and you train five well, times a week. Yeah, but he's been training at Swindon, not a so-called Championship level club. That's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the different. It's a step up that might not. It might be too soon. Mm. That's all I mean. Like the intensity of how it's the, only the, the league's spot on. <laughs> You're trying to say the intense, yeah, intensity yeah, yeah, yeah. of how the leagues go up. Yeah, yeah. it's just it might be slightly too soon for him. But I was I was really disappointed with him on Saturday. Really disappointing, considering it, the amount of stick that the Dutch wizard has, and he was awful as well. Oh. But. Yeah. I don't think Burn was any better. Disappointing that VLP's out now for three weeks? No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Is that serious? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for the guy. 
I do. I, there's, there's something there. We, what, well, we've seen there, there is something there. Just, doesn't, just, just how just, long can you keep saying that though until yeah. you expect to see something? Because you can keep saying that over and over again. Yeah. Everyone was giving them a hug and all sorts when they, when they come off. Strange. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was quite strange. But perhaps um, they just wanted to work for him. You know, they, they, maybe he's just putting the hours in and it's just not coming up on the pitch. Yeah, but so it, it sometimes just doesn't work. Yeah, does it, players. We have seen him do it though. The first three or four games of last season, he did play well, and whoever came out with that infamous phrase that, that world's best Dutchman or whatever it was. I think it was a Ben Husband. Yeah, 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 a little name check for Ben there. He was he was good, and then something happened, and he's just he's just, just turned into Dick Van Dyke. Who's Dick Van Dyke? Who's Dick what? Van Dyke? Did he play centre off or Southampton? <laughs> <laughs> no, who's Dick Van Dyke? Mary Poppins. Not Mary Poppins, the guy in Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. And the guy who puts on a really poor English accent. I've never watched Mary Poppins. Sunday afternoon, it'll you, be on one time. Just, just watch it five minutes in the back. Have, have you never watched Diagnosis Murder? <laughs> never heard of it. Diagnosis Murder? Nah. Oh, God. <laughs> What did, what, did, what did you do as a child? Just watch football, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Downing got the third goal. Nice little free kick, wasn't it? Really, yeah. oh, it was. Oh, yeah. it, I think it's a from, from an Edith free kick, but I mean, it, from an yeah, an Edith foul, but it was a textbook free to do a free kick, wasn't it? Really, that's the difference, then, always, isn't it? This, this is the thing because we would we said we were doing well up until what the seventh, sixtieth, seventeenth minute, but that's when around the time that they threw on. Albert Adoma and Stuart Downing, which is something we can only dream of doing, really. So once they threw on two of their better players, mm. then the pendulum kind of swung. And like Derby, wasn't it, when they, they had a look at their bench? Well, it's the have and have nots, yeah. isn't it, really, isn't it? I mean, I think most of Derby's bench could probably get in our team. and Maybe certainly Adoma and Downing could get in mm. our team, so that, that just shows the quality and the money that's gone into both of those teams' squads, and they'll probably be promoted for it. Anyone else come out well at the game on Saturday? At all? <laughs> Anyone? No? It must be tough. He's had to play all right to a point. McDonald, I, thought, I thought McDonald was steady. Yeah. Um, playing, but he was, again, playing for more withdrawn. He didn't have half the impact that he would have when he's in all position. But saying that he did he did his job well, he stayed there and he didn't run or he didn't get lost in possession or anything like that. So. I think Edwards gets a lot of bit of credit for me as well. Mm. Um, well he was, man of, he was man, corporate man of the match, wasn't he? I think corporate Corporate man of the match. But who was so. the fans man of the match? That's what we wanted to know. Who was the working class fan <laughs> of the match? <laughs> <laughs> who had, who had, had, had that rattler rattling it around? Waving the caps. Yeah. Hello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Tell it>. Dave. <laughs> Forms a big montage of the play and the wins of the Andy, Wolverhampton Wonders. <laughs> Goon for Wolverhampton <laughs> And the ball crossing. Oh, it's goal! <laughs> David Edwards with a fine header. <laughs> They'll be singing like that for all years to come. <laughs> you, you can now download that off the Pathy um, News Archives. Now. I'd love to see a old school 1920s commentary of a modern game. Yeah, yeah, it'd be quite oh, funny actually. I'd like someone to. Can we just do. Get one of the uh, fancast special days. You've had your all... commentary training. You could do yeah, we what do with that voice. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, whole game like that. So, without, so, break, without breaking character. So if Wolves ever listens to this podcast, which I don't doubt they do, 
Which they've got up to this point. We're now asking, can we do a, a commentary game in the future? But we will promise to do it all in 1920s. And you've got, you've got to call, you prefer to wingers as outside rights. Yes. Yeah. Like that. So if you're listening there, give us that gig and we'll promise to do it in a novelty 1920s way. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Um, overall, with Middlesbrough then, okay, we lost. Uh, oh, no, that was what I was going to make. There were some right chances at the end. We could have at least oh, could have drawn yeah. Jack Price's header. Off the line. James Henry had a shot oh, as well. Oh, they had one off the line as well, didn't they? Well, again, because James Henry, didn't he have a shot not so long after the Edwards goal in the second half? Couldn't that have changed the game and cemented the, the win if he'd scored? Yeah, I think was it, he was crossing to it, cut across to him. And then um, I think it was from like six, seven yards out. I think he should have scored. Mm. He, really, he, he gave the kick. One of those shots where you think, was it a good, good save or was it a poor shot? Mm. It was probably a bit of both, actually. He, he should have, he, that should have reached the back of the net for sure. Um, Jack Price, I mean, he, he's doubly gutty because when does he ever have a shot on goal mm. normally? Um, and the phobie did have, I think he had a chance he snatched at it and went over the bar, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, wasn't that a 3 1 down? We, even Danny Bart had a chance as well that was yeah, that was another one. So at least yeah. Wolves were, were trying at the end, they were throwing the bodies forward. But could we take a positive from that performance at least going to Blues at the weekend? That's the only positive you can take because you know full well defensive errors have cost us again. Mm. Bath for the first one being turned, stupid penalty, then giving away a silly foul, free kick goal. So that's three goals that could have quite easily been prevented and a draw against Middlesbrough might, might have slashed a late, slash, snatched a late winner. Everyone would have been relatively, well, okay, smiley, I suppose, mm-hmm. but again, it's just defensive mistakes and you know full well that it's going to happen again because we've got no, no one left. So it's the game of the weekend, it's the first part of this season's derby with Blues at St Andrews on Saturday lunchtime, it's on Sky I've been foretold as well, which is good, so away day excuses this week will be quite a good run once again. Um, Gary Rowett's Birmingham, we, we've talked about this many times on the podcast this season, doing exceptionally well, um, they were up to second at one point this season but I believe they lost at the weekend, did, did they? Yeah, at uh, Hull. Uh, and, and they're down sixth place in the league, um, probably not the best time to take on a, a Birmingham moment, uh, considering our team selection, we've talked about it at the start of the podcast gentlemen, so let's do team selection, let's start with constructing the defence, <laughs> honestly... At this moment now, if we don't bring anyone in alone, because obviously we do, that they've surely to go straight into the, the starting eleven. Um, what uh, starting eleven would you have? Firstly, in goal, would you keep Martinez, or is it now time to once again switch it to Akimi? I'd keep Martinez. Hmm? You got, you got to keep him in. I don't, I don't think he's done that bad. I really don't. So people just want to get on his back. Yeah. Hmm. Just because he's not Akimi, it's not a Danny Bath situation. Just because he's not, like, he's not one of ours. Yeah, I think the, the with the crux being that we're probably not going to keep him yeah. this season, mm. then the point is, well, and again, the lack of experience in that general back line, saying, well, we've got an experienced keeper sat on the bench, but we're playing this guy who's not errors, who's going to go back at the end of the season, so every mistake that he makes will be seized upon and uh, scrutinised to the nth degree. Mm. But on the other side but, of it, he is here, so why not use him? Well, yeah, that is, that is the point, but I what he probably... Again, this is up for a debate whether or not he has the attributes that are better than Carlo Kimi, mm. but now the jacket's finally settled on him, he should stick with him because, as you said, he hasn't he hasn't made too many too many mistakes. Uh-huh. And he has got, he has got the highest amount of saves in the championship. There's an actual stat. 
which yeah, will, that's, that's which you can also flip on itself and yeah, go, why has he got stuck next to shoot to their keeper? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the back line, three, four, three, one, three, two, one. You know, two, two. Um, who do you? Well, obviously, Bart. You would have said Bart Doherty and Goldborn are going to be cemented. It's just that one little position. How do you fill that? Given no low knee. Yeah, when Big George went to play the centre half that once, mm-hmm. and he was awful. <laughs> are you suggesting bring George Alakova back for one celebrity <laughs> edition? He'd be, he'd be better than the alternative of putting Goldborn in. Like on, like on WWE when they give old wrestlers like a one night contract for pay per views, you give him like a one game contract. He'd do it for free. No, all I was going to say is it's not beyond the realms of Jackie's incredible mind to put Goldborn in the middle. No, he couldn't never play Goldborn in the middle. He wouldn't. He, wouldn't he? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. Him for him. No way would he. I think I thought I often will probably play even if he's only like seventy percent fit. Oh. Which and the, <laughs> you can see it coming. He'll play seventy percent fit and he'll Break get properly leg. injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we'll. This will be like this, the deepest, darkest mm. night, defensive nightmare that we've ever had. What day is it? So that's Tuesday, isn't it? Day recording is Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, we've got four days to bring somebody in. Surely, surely somebody will come in on loan. Didn't we have so many months to bring a striker in at one point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, could one of the under 21 step up there? But I don't, that's why I don't know whether they're really experienced or good enough with all due respect to them, to go to a championship level straight away. I think that crop of players we had with like Oilfer and Hawes were just so ahead, perhaps, of that group. That's why they got stepped up. Because remember, last season, it wasn't injury-wise, it was form-wise, why we brought in Hawes and Oilfer. And you look back at it now and go, well, that's a fantastic decision. And them two could still play in the other 21s. Mm. So they are their group. So underneath that, you're looking at 17-year-olds and... 17, 18 year olds putting them into a, a derby. I know it's been done, it, mad, this kind of madness has happened before, but would you rather ruin some some kid's career or just get some clogger in mm. just to stop the gap for a bit? We shall see. Um, middle of the park, midfield, Price is the obvious it, one. It's got to be it? Price and McDonald. Price and McDonald, definitely. And on the wings, who will we have? I'd bring a Henry in probably. And How would you? I don't like him. I don't think he's good enough. No. But then, again, we have no other <laughs> options. Yeah. Apart from Burn. Oh, actually, um, Jordan Brown's come back. Oh, yeah. Yes, Jordan Brown has come back off the loan, hasn't he? He's been recalled. So there's there must be a suggestion he's going to be in the squad, surely. Yeah, I think maybe he's playing <laughs> Jordan Brown centre-off. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you, you, you probably have got to go for Aljo. And then just hope Graham has a stormer when he comes on. After 70 minutes. Jordan Graham's one of those players who has, has got better that he hasn't played. Because a lot of the art online um, <laughs> yeah. viewpoint is that he's going to be like, I don't know, Aaron Ronaldo or something. <laughs> We're currently being Oxford's Ronaldo and he's back with us. But a lot of people want want to see him play, especially because we've not solved the Sacco question. So he's. Is he left footed? Jordan Graham? I don't know if he is. But he seems to be the general consensus is that we should be giving him a go and he should be in. So he'll be in the squad, like you say, at least. Mm. But you're probably looking at Henry Edwards, and I think he, I think he probably will go for Ojo for balance. And then a phobia up top, top on his own with Edwards as a, a supporting number ten. Yes. That we're saying it does work better, doesn't it? With a phobia, yeah. he he just needs to be in the box. I don't yeah. see 
the reasoning in, in asking him to come so deep and and, and try and build play. For me, mm. Afalbi's got to be in the 18-yard box with the wingers providing mm. him or the number 10. Just give him the ball. Just give him the ball and let him do what he does because he, he's a fantastic finisher. Mm. In, in and around the 18-yard box, he's... You know, there's not many better in the division than I feel we've, we're wasting him by, by playing him deeper. We're almost offering him up to better teams on a plate by yeah. not providing the service he needs. But on the other side, though, you could think that he might bring Lafondra back just to hold the ball up. And Lafondra can't hold the ball up, though. Well, no, he, at, Fulham, <laughs> at Fulham, he did actually hold the ball up really well. So one time I've only seen it because, again, on Saturday he was awful when he came on. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I saw, it, I saw the, the, that Brentford game, and I, I don't yeah. obviously want to touch on it too much. That <laughs> horror show, but it was. I almost wept of tears of sadness, stroke anger when I saw that we were lumping long balls up to Adam Lafondra, mm. and it just kept coming back. I thought, what are we doing? So I, I didn't. I haven't saw him hold the ball up too well at the minute, but I mean, um, well, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it once. So even once, even the broken clock runs twice a day, so. <laughs> Maybe Blues is his other one. I, mean, I think with Edwards, you know, he, he has got his doubters. Um, but I think he brings a better game out of a foul mm. than LaFondra would. So, for me, I'd play Edwards to get a better game out yeah. of a foul No, that's what I... Don't get me wrong, that's what um, I, I do as well, but you just got to get him in his mindset. He does strange things sometimes. <laughs> that will... <laughs> There wouldn't be on the realms of possibility to do something. Oh like no, that. Possibly, yeah, yeah, totally agree. What do we think of um, Birmingham City so far this season? They have done far better than we probably imagined. They're they're annoying. I mean, <laughs> you look, no, because you look yeah. at, at Birmingham squad, and I'll, I know football's not played on paper, but they're not better than, than us. Mm. But but that's what Gary Rowett does, and that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. You've got players that are committed, want to play, want to do well, and that's where we're. Well, obviously, we're falling short with a lot of defenders and, mm. and wing options, but no, I think there's a couple of players who could be performing a lot better than this, this season than mm. what they have. And, you know, I think they need to take a little look in the mirror and have a word with themselves and, and, and ask themselves why are they underperforming so badly this season. Now, I saw, the, I think it was today, they said that Clayton Donaldson's got a call to the Jamaica squad for Blues. With all the respect to the Jamaica squad, it makes me think. Who's ahead of Clayton Donaldson to get to the Jamaica squad? Probably Dion Burton still knocking him in for the old J.A. But um, a guy like Donaldson, for me, I personally think he's sh- But he's playing under a manager who's, who's, who's got him playing. Mm. You know, would you have Donaldson or a Falby? You'd have a Falby all day long, wouldn't you? But, but we'd say the, same, we'd say the same thing about Bournemouth last season. Mm. Look at their squad and they're, mm. they're rightly getting thrashed every week. It's superb. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets that with penalties. Mm. Gets away with it. They will be bottom of the league by March. But yeah, their their squad. You look at them. Their first team, apart from Ian Wilson and a few standout ones. A lot of them are just standard football league cloggers, same as Birmingham. But you get them to gel together, and, and it, it works. It just needs to show what good management yeah. of mm. players can do. Like I say, you look at Burnley, Burnley, Birmingham's first team, and all the nonsense going on with the ownership in the mm. background. You think how are they possibly doing so well? But I think. To the to the day that Rowe got put in charge to now, I mean, he's hardly he's hardly put a yeah. foot wrong. As he it? just shows what a good manager can do with a set of players. I think with Rowe as well, he knows the limits of his squad, and he's not asking them to do any more than what they're limited to. He's, a, t- he's a tactician. That's that's why he works and so well. If Jacket can be out 
tactically no Jack it can be tactically out fought by Lee Carsley <laughs> then I've got major concerns of what Gary Rowe will do to him mm. he out fought him when we played him at Harman drew 0-0 and he out fought Jack it tactically when we played him away as well would you not say that was just blatantly down to two major mistakes though no what because I thought, Blues, I thought Blues was a way better than us when we played at St Andrews really because we would have won that game 1-0 if it wasn't for Kind of the mess up in the box where Madonna tried to clear but, it away and then Goldboard's mistake just giving the ball I, away. I, I, I mean, it hurts me to say this, but I thought Blues had more of the game than us when we played mm-hmm. at St Andrews. I can't think of us worrying their keeper too many times or looking dangerous where mm-hmm. they looked a lot more dangerous going forward than we did. Before we end on predictions and, and the podcast this week, I want to let's be a bit more serious this time and talk about if, and it could happen easily, a defeat on Saturday many are suggesting already about it could be the nail in the coffin for Jacket I can't believe I'm now even suggesting this but could Saturday with a defeat even more significant defeat really put pressure or even so spell the end for a freaking Jacket of Wolves he won't because we haven't got an owner mm. so and without an owner you ain't going to get anyone better so I said it from the first game of this season that something was really wrong with him and he's been doing stupid, strange things all season long. And it took a while until after the pre- Preston second half, by the sounds of it, and then the two games after that, it seemed like we were back to normal again. But that Brentford debacle last week was just, that was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And then Middlesbrough trying to get it right, and then the defensive situation. Every week he does something stupid, is an in his coffin. And it's, it's not just the last few weeks, it's, it's been coming since August. And it's not, yeah, he might be, yeah, he's done well for two years. Mm-hmm. Fine. But Nigel Atkins did well for Southampton and they kicked him out. Yeah. And look at them now. So you can't be sentimental about these things. If it carries on. I mean, I think if, if we continue on the format we're in at the minute, we've got, the board will be left with no choice but to relieve him of his duties. Mm. But uh, it's, it's just concerning, you know, with the cloud out of the club and being up for sale who would then come to a club where they could have a new owner in six months I mean they won't because we won't mm. be sold in six months but you know there's a possibility that we could obviously who who would yeah it's who would want to start, start, start looking then that if, if that is the case you get just lower league managers who are grateful yeah. for the chance that's what mm. you get you, uh, you wouldn't get any quality managers at that or, point no. or journeyman managers who exactly. like you say are grateful for the chance and will just work under any condition because yeah. they're going to be managing yeah, in like the championship in the old exactly. Warnock yeah or Paul Lintz, who's been, who's apparently rumoured to be top of the list if Kenny Jacket goes, which, you know, yeah, he was great for Wolves, we had some great memories, but no, not as manager. But it's like I said earlier in the week, at the moment, Wolves' best chance at the moment is for Kenny Jacket to succeed and get it right, because yeah. I just think that, like we've all said, if we get rid of him, unless Wolves can pull off some kind of doozy and bring someone of quality in who can work with the players and work with limited money, you're just going to get, like you said, a, a lower league manager or a junior manager... And Wolves will be like what Leeds, Forest, Sheffield Wednesday, these top teams have been there for many years. Mediocre mid-table, get a few wins one, you know, for a bit, get a few losses. It, the season is pointless because nothing happens. Mm. And with you know a lack of investment, we don't even know what Morgan's investment's going to be until we, we get sold. What's going to happen? You know, and you look at what Jacket's done for the club the last couple of years, you know fundamentally he's a good manager. Kenny Jacket wouldn't, wouldn't have been chosen as the best Football manager in the championship by 442 magazine at the start of the season. 
that magazine once said that Wolves would be promoted this season. Champions. Or, or, or champions. <laughs> if they didn't think that Kenny Jacket didn't possess something. So no, there is something got, fundamentally there about Kenny Jacket. I think he's got, he's got a bit of credit in the bank from yeah. what he's done. And ultimately, well now, as Jez is the de facto owner, it's, it's, it's his call. I don't, I don't think he'll take, for me, he'll take two or three more bad results mm. until something seriously, there'll be serious consideration. Um, any more Brentfords, that might, that might yeah. accelerate the process a little bit. Um, but I can't see imminently, if we lose, say, a slim loss to Birmingham, I can't see anything happening. If it's a Brentford-esque performance and a 2-3 and they'll hammer mm. in, then any result the following game will may see something happen, perhaps. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but are our next three... Blues away, Bristol City away, Burnley at home. Yes. yes, the bees. We could, you know, they're all on on a lot better form than us at the moment, and we could easily be looking at three defeats from the next three, which would then be six and six. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. defeats in six, and well, that is yeah. What Tim Sherwood form? <laughs> Even saying all that, I hope he turns it around. Oh yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. It seems like he's a nice guy. Whenever you talk, hear him on telly, he, he seems to talk sense, but then not, he not for the last couple of months. contradicts himself. Mm. In. But the football we played in League One and for parts of last year was some of the best I've ever seen. Mm. And it was great fun, but there's, there, there's got to be a, a time when you've got to draw the line and say, nah, sorry, thanks, but we, we need to sort this out. And like, you know, Moxie does have a reputation of finding good managers. I know the whole when McCarthy yeah. got sacked is a bit up in the air because I don't know whether that was perhaps maybe Morgan and Moxie together and it turned out to be Terry Connor. But, you know, McCarthy was a Moxie person, turned out to be a good signing. Jacket was a Moxie person, turned out to be a good signing. So at least if the day came, if Jacket went, I know that it'd be in a different scenario, but you would trust that Moxie would perhaps find the right person. Anyone have any... In, again, I can't believe I'm even suggesting this, but anybody got any suggestions if we were to get rid of Jacket? I've got one personally, but... Anyone else? Anyone at all? Well, Steve Evans will be sacked by Leeds by the time that <laughs> yeah. I've got no idea. Uh, I mean, look, you, you can't you can overlook Hasselbank's job at Burton, mm. but again, it's it's, it's still come? a risk, isn't it? Then why would he come? I think. I mean, I would leave. I mean, you'd imagine we could lure somebody away from Burton. Yeah, but if if he takes Burton up to the Championship. Yeah, why leave? Yeah. Why why leave? <clears throat> because I mean, look at the resources he's gonna have a bird. Yeah, but if he ch- if he takes them up, then he could get a Premier League job. Mm. Rather than just. But then, if he can't always turn down season around, he could get a Premier League job. But he'd be a Premier League manager with us. Ooh, it's, it's right, so I think there's in my mind at the moment. There's kind of I've got three choices: the the best choice, the hipster's choice, and I think what would be the realistic choice, the best choice. Tim Sherwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if um, everything was going swimmingly, Nigel Pearson. I think it would work perfectly. He'd be a bit more like... Nah, manager. No way. It'd pain me if he know. came in because I, yeah. I don't like him. No, but, more but I think, it, I, I think he knows the championship. He knows how to get teams up. Yeah. And he knows how to keep teams in the Premier League as well. Hipster's choice. Would never happen. Gary Rowett. Always liked that. You know, yeah, but look what he's done at Birmingham. He technically would be but in the same see, scenario. See, that, that worries me because you know when somebody's done good at a rival... And then the go, and he just completely lose. Good lord, that hard for the next ten years. So I couldn't be having that one. Either. Realistic choice, and I know this guy really de- uh, divides opinions, right? And there was a. I'm going to explain a reason why. Carl Robinson at MK Dons. Oh yes, yes right. Yes, yes. Because Carl Robinson is 
very much a development manager. He really works with players, young players, and develops them like Kenny Jacket, so it fits that mould again. And another little thing as well, he helped um, Benny Kofobi and Rosé got him firing. You keep Benny Kofobi still doing what he's doing, the team's still going to click over. And he's still, I would presume, have a good relationship with Benny Kofobi. And I think that is the type of manager that Wolves will try and attract somebody who will keep on the philosophy that we're and trying to do under Jacket. Winkleman yeah. wouldn't say no to either being a Wolves fan, would he? So mm. that's, that's probably got some kind and of... It's a, step, it's a step up, isn't it? And he'd be under the... I presume he may be still under the same financial restrictions that he's at MK Dons. He's probably got a bit more money at MK Dons, but they probably don't spend as much as a club that Wolves can spend. Yeah. That's what... But I really do hope that Kenny Jacket just turn it around, because I don't think we... I, I can't believe we're talking about... That he could be going. No, now look, they'll listen to this and go get our old player, Carl Robinson from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's do predictions for Saturday lunchtime on Sky uh, at WWFC Fancast. Get your away day excuses in if you're watching on telly, of course. Luke Thompson, your gut at the moment uh, is telling you for Saturday. Oh, I can see us losing two one again, but I don't want to. Don't like to predict us to lose. I'll say one all. You are allowed to predict a loss. I don't you really, know why too. No, okay. No. He does it every week. So, 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 so your heart is telling you one all, but your gut is telling you two one yeah. loss. Yeah. yeah. Stu? <laughs> I think we're going to get absolutely slaughtered and humiliated. Yeah. It could quite easily be four or four. It depends on the defensive situation. Mm. If someone comes in who's got two feet, then fine. But we, it might not be four or five. That's the, at the minute, on this Tuesday. I mean, it, it might completely be going into form and we could snatch like one or two nil, something like that. But I don't really, even though we can't see this time. What are you going for then? 3 0. 3 0. Adam. I don't like to predict a loss either, but I'm going to because it's the realistic choice. Mm. <laughs> and I I think it will be a 2 1 loss. Mm. I'm giving us the benefit of us at least having a goal, but with that defence and how Birmingham are playing. I can't see us winning. I'm going to go for a three-one loss as well. A sweep, a near sweep across the board. I just, I just can't. I think, like you said, I think we will get a goal, but I just can't see with the form Birmingham. I can't see where the and with Damari Gray running at Matt Doherty. Yeah, scary thoughts. But your watch walls will prove us wrong, and it's on Halloween as well. So then you've got all oh. full like all sky and the papers to come out with the puns. What, we... what pun could we have for walls losing? You can't really have nightmare, can you? Because there's what what not there's... it's in the afternoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> horror show horror show yeah. um, we got horror show for walls it writes itself it's going to be something better though. it's going to be something better so, so you can put in a player on with that blood bath blood <laughs> bath <laughs> so it's raining itself <laughs> come on son give me a job yeah you know what's going to happen there you know <laughs> That's the title of next week's podcast, <laughs> Blood Bart. <laughs> that, that guy who destroyed us on... It's a slightly day. Jamaican yeah. podcast next week. Blood Bart. <laughs> if you can come with a better one, tell us. Yeah, I can no, add you can. I've got the points this week for that. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Evans week. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm not going to do Bristol. No. <laughs> it's can't get ourselves. When we, when we win on Saturday, we'll do an emergency podcast and talk about how Wolves are the greatest team in the world. But well, until then, no. We'll let people make their own assumptions okay. on that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook Wolves Fancast. Check out our website, wolvesfancast.com and email us with any stories, anecdotes or 
musings. We like getting emails and reading them out. It's like when you get a letter as a kid. It's very rare, isn't it? It's like, oh, we've got a letter. We like, we, we like I don't that. think kids get letters anymore. But you know, as a kid, you do you see it the odd letter. Yeah. And you're like, you know, mum and dad get a letter. <laughs> with you, I, I deliberately subscribed to things so I could get letters. I've got a game once randomly for free, like this flying game, and I, I, to this day I'm like, don't know why it came to me. <laughs> I used to play these management games, but you did them like through mail. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, They'd send you the pack, and then you'd like say, I want to play it. This is the team I want to play. Um, and then you'd send all the information back, and then they'd put all the information onto the computer and what the other people had sent you. And generate the results and send you the pack the next week of how you've got on. So this is like Dream Team, but really, really, really <laughs> slow. Yeah. <laughs> it was like football manager, but like on paper. And if you wanted to do a transfer, so I always remember, I was, I was about 10, and I found up this guy from Peterhead because I wanted to sign one of his players. But no, it's good. It used to be like Match Magazine and stuff. Yeah, I remember it. I, I never did it. Because he wasn't that sad. I can't believe you've never heard of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what we're going to play next this week when we won. That's going to be what we're going to leave it on. And then we're going to tell everybody, don't support Wolves anymore. Just leave at that moment. <laughs> End on a high. Uh, and that's all we've got. I say, oh, we've got time for this week. We've done all the whole outro. So for this week, yeah, bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Stu. <laughs> bye from Luke. See you later. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next time. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.